Mark chapter 9, verse 1. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good, and I think I don't have enough time today, so it's going to be a series. <sighs> but this is going to be good. <laughs> and he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, or truly I say, that's what he means when he says verily, truly I say unto you that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Six days after Jesus taketh with him Peter, James, and John. So now he identifies the son. He said, some of you won't, but now we see who he's talking about. He handpicks Peter, James, and John. Everybody say, I'm handpicked. Amen. Everybody say, I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. I mean, hallelujah. That, when you say I'm favorite, you say, I'm God's favorite. God has handpicked me for certain blessings in my life. How many of y'all agree with that? Amen. He really has. He really has. He's picked you for, for greatness. Somebody say, Amen. You're in a great church. He handpicked you to be here this morning. Somebody say amen. amen. After six days, he takes with them Peter, James, and John. He handpicked them and leads them up into a high mountain. Now, son, we had this conversation. This is why I believe he had been there before because he led them up there. He knew where he was taking them. Somebody say amen. amen. Led them up in the high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. That means he, he met, the word transfigured means he met a morph in front of, he morphed. You know, we hear a lot about morphing, right? He, he met a morphed in front of them into another man. Listen to what it said. And it says, this is what it says in the Amplified, and, it just, and, and his clothes became radiant and dazzling, intensely white as no launderer or bleach on earth can Whiten them. Right? Elijah appeared, appeared to them along with Moses, and they were having a conversation with Jesus. Wouldn't you want to know what they were talking about? I submit to you that we possibly could have known what he was talking about. But verse 5 happened. And Peter, with his big mouth, everybody say, with his big mouth. And Peter answered. Now, wasn't nobody asking him no question, but he answered. Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. So now he's a real estate guy. <laughs> he's building houses. But listen to this. He said this, listen to verse 6, because he did not know what to say. For they were very afraid. So what he said was impulsive, pushed by the spirit of fear. He didn't know what to say. Verse 7, and there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, correcting, a cloud of correction. Everybody say a cloud of correction. Right. Because he put Elijah and Moses on the same level with Jesus. So God had to come and correct this. A cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out the cloud saying, No, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Yeah. And suddenly, when they had looked around about, they saw no man anymore except Jesus and only themselves. And verse 9, as they came down from the mountain. We'll stop right there. I want to talk to you this morning about how not <laughs> to stop the blessing. Yeah. Y'all know I don't like no secular music and stuff, but I know it's a song. I keep hearing it in my head with that beat. Please don't stop the music. Don't, 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 right? Please don't stop the blessing. Hello? P please don't stop the blessing. The blessing is going to happen 
if you or somebody around you don't stop. Now, when I was in middle school, when I was in high school, you see a pretty little machacha, you know, and you going to talk. Hello? And me and James, we friends. And he come to my, hey, bro, let's go get some ice cream. We would say, hey, bro, why are you blocking? <laughs> bro, why are you blocking, bro? No, we, what, you see what I'm doing? Hello? It's going to go down if don't nobody stop it. Hello? And y'all, we got a lot of blessing blockers. All right? Now, now let, me, let me start with a formal introduction of this concept. Really, guys, this, is, this goes into the box called the sovereignty of God message. Because I keep pushing against that. All right? Which is going to help people in your understanding of how to pray to. Because if God is going to do everything, he's in total control of everything, then why should we pray? Now, how can prayer affect something if whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway? How many of y'all have been taught that? God is in full control. Yeah. It's a, it's a novel idea, but it is wrong. I believe it's totally wrong. And I believe that it hampers people, come on, somebody, from understanding what's really going on. Here is... The idea of the sovereignty of God. In life, people look for a scapegoat. They look for somebody to blame or someone to blame something on, right? Something to blame something on. When things happen, devastating things happen, we blame it on somebody. When there's a great tragedy or earthquake, right? And even there are, ins there are clauses in our insurances and and and. Those statements from our banks and, and all that, there are clauses called the acts of God, right? Act of God. If a tree branch falls and hits your car and dents the roof, if there's golf ball size hail that cracks your windshield, right? They call that an act of God. You didn't do anything. Nobody else did anything. It was an act of God. And somehow, uh, and I know how, but somehow over time, God gets blamed for all of the bad stuff that happens to people. If there's a flood, it must have been the judgment of God. If there's an ice storm, if there's something that goes on, that's an act of God. I, I remember, I remember, I remember when I was a little boy, I don't know if my mama told me this, but I remember older people saying this when it was thundering and lightning outside, Say that God was angry, right? Yeah, when it was when it was sunny outside and raining, the devil was beating his wife. So I don't know all that stuff. That's what they told us, right? <laughs> Y'all remember that stuff? Yeah, all that crazy kooky stuff, right? But want to blame something on somebody else and want to always have a reason or, or behind what happened. Now. We believe that the curse causes does not come. There is a cause for everything that does happen, but we don't believe that God is behind everything that happens. If you know what I'm saying, say amen. amen. Yeah. So I want to establish to you that God is a good God. Everybody say, God is a good God. Is a good God. So when Good stuff happens to God. Well, oh, well, yeah. When bad stuff happens, God, well, yeah. So God's doing the good. He's doing the bad. He's doing the in-between. Have we left out somebody in this scenario? Yeah. Who? Yeah. The devil. And it's so funny. Bad stuff happened. It's an act of God. Good stuff happened to you. Man, you got out that car crash. You didn't even have a scratch. Man, I guess I was lucky. I guess I was lucky. I guess I was lucky furish. Luciferish. That's where that term comes from, you know. Lucky comes from Lucifer. So we ascribe good things to Satan and bad stuff to God. Can we establish? Wonder who would want us to think like that? Lucifer, right? 
So can we establish in the word of God? Let's go to a couple of scriptures. God, stay with me. Psalms 105. Psalms 105. It says, for the Lord is, what is he? Good. For the Lord is, no, 100, I'm sorry, 100 verse 5, right? Psalms 100 verse 5. For the Lord is good. Everybody say it again. For the Lord is, say it again. For the Lord is, his mercy is everlasting. Yeah? Hurricane Katrina, was that good? You know, so many people said that was God. I don't believe that was God. God was the one saving, getting people out of there. Somebody say amen. He sent Samaritan Purse. He sent the red, no, the red crescent. Where's Farrakhan and the Bean Pop Brothers? Well, nobody, but black people on the roof of the Superdome? Where's Black Lives Matter and all them people? No, it was the red what? Wonder where they get the cross from? That's Christians. Somebody say amen. amen. Billy Graham, Samaritan Purse, they were the first on the scene. Hello? No, God was helping the people. Somebody say amen. amen. Everybody say it again. For the Lord is, the Lord is good. good. His mercy is everlasting, right? All right, look at Psalms 25 and 8. Psalms 25 and 8. Yeah. What does it say? Good and upright is the Lord. Good. God is good and upright. I see some of your wheels spinning in your head. No, God is good. God is good. Everybody say God is good. He's good. God sent COVID. No. No, Dr. Fauci and the Wuhan China lab said COVID now. Now, that's who did it. Now, that just came out, and that's been on the news. They ain't even suppressed that news. Come on, somebody. No, God didn't do that. God is getting people healed of COVID. We prayed for people with COVID, and they was instantly healed. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, so God is good, and he's upright. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way he's patient with sinners. And y'all, I ain't talking about just the clean sinners like y'all was, right? I'm talking about the low down dirty people. Hello? The prostitutes, the pimps, the drug addicts. Hello? The heroin addicts. However we say that. Right? Sex offenders. People have been to jail. Hello? God is good and he's upright and he's patient. He instructs sinners in the way. All right? So can we establish that God is good? Can I give you one more scripture? John 10, 10. Let's go there. Can we go to John 10, 10? Oh, I'm slow walking this, but I'm going to build my case like a good attorney. The thief, who comes? The thief comes to do what? Kill and destroy. Anything that's stealing, killing, and destroying, it comes from the thief. But Jesus said what? I am come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. That's who God is. God is always trying to bless you. I want to say that 10 times. Can you repeat that? God is always trying to bless me. God wants to bless me right now. God wanted to bless me yesterday. God wants to bless me tomorrow. And he wants the blessing to continue. Doesn't he? Let's go to Deuteronomy 28.14. That's the last one. I'm just making my case, y'all. Can I make my case? Please don't stop the bless. Okay, please. Because you can stop it now. You can stop it. Hello? Just like the James was blocking when I was trying to talk to Regina. He was blocking now. Hello? You ever had that conversation, guys, with somebody? Hey, bro. <laughs> you don't see what I'm doing, bro? She giggling, I'm giggling, right? 
Ice cream can wait. Hello? 2814. I just say that stuff because, you know, some of y'all are carnal. Y'all can't get spiritual stuff. When I use them, they say, oh, I get it, Pastor. Yeah. Stop the blessing. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, look at this. Look at this. Okay. No. So, wait, wait, wait. Look at verse 11. Let's go to 2811. And the Lord shall make you plenteous in goods. You see? In, in Amplified, it says he should give you great prosperity. I don't like the prosperity preachers. I do, because we're talking about the Bible. This is what God wants. The Lord will give you great prosperity in the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your livestock and the produce. The Lord will open, look at verse 12. The Lord will open, this he wants to. What does it say? The Lord, and what's the next word? Will, Right? That's what said in the Amplified, the Lord surely will, or the Lord will, right? So it's the Lord's will to bless you. He wants to. The Lord will open up for you his good treasure house. You think God's broke? No. You know we say the streets are paved with gold? You know that's wrong? You know that's wrong? The streets are not paved with gold. If you pave something, there's something underneath it, Right? It's not, gold is not the veneering of the streets. The streets are made of gold. God don't have no money problems now. And he said he'll open up his good treasure house, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and bless all the work of your hands. And you will be a bank. You will lend to many nations. And you will not borrow. And he, I will make you the head and not the tail. And he says all of this stuff. Because he wants you to be blessed. Can we establish that? Can we establish that God has created systems to bless you? And can you imagine that he's blessing you right now? Can you imagine that he's blessing you right now? But he can be blessing me, mama, and I'm not experiencing the blessing because I stopped it, all right? So let's go. It's God's will for us to be blessed. He wants to bless us. Now let's go back to the text, and y'all, I'm not going to get into half of this, but I just want to establish today for you to understand and know and expect that God wants you to be blessed. Living paycheck to paycheck is not blessed, I don't think. Not having enough money at the end of your month is not blessed. I don't think. Paying uh, 15% on a car note because you had to get second chance finance because you had bad credit, I don't call that blessed. Amen. I call blessed when you got like three Mercedes and they all pay for in your, drive, in your driveway. Amen. And you're not paying interest. Hello? I call blessed when you're not having to live with somebody. I call blessed when, when you get paid in this direct deposit and you don't even know when pay that happen or not, because all your bills pay and the rest of your money just stacking up. Amen. Hello? I call blessed when your savings account has uh, 10 times more than your checking account. Amen. Amen. I call that blessed, yo. You understand what I'm saying? I call it blessed when you don't have to borrow no more, but everybody in your family, when your family members call you and ask you, can we borrow $6,000? <laughs> that means somebody know that you probably blessed. And I declined it, but I say, man, thank you for thinking I had 6000 Because I do, but I'm not, I'm not loaning it to you. Somebody say amen. amen. That's why I got the money. Somebody say amen. Because we're going to be wise with money, right? Amen. But I'm talking about being blessed, y'all. The Bible says that you're going to be blessed so much in Matthew chapter 5 in the Amplified. It said you will be enviably blessed. People not going to even like you. Because of the car you drive. <laughs> when last time somebody didn't like you because you drove a Focus, right? They're not going to like you because of the house in the neighborhood you live in. All right? They're not going to like you because she always trying to floss. She got that Louis Vuitton, all that stuff. Come on, somebody. You will be what's called enviably blessed, all right? So that's what God wants for you. Everybody say that's what God wants. Everybody say that's what God wants. 
He wants to bless your socks off. So, that's the will of God. But fundamentalism says that God's will always happens, that he's in total control of everything. But the Bible does not bear that out. The Bible says uh, or teaches us uh, explicitly and implicitly that there are things that we can do to stop the will of God. There are things that we can do to release the will of God and participate in the will of God. There are things that other people can do to delay or hinder the will of God. All right? And so let's get into some of this. All right. Let's go back to the text in verse 1. I read this. I've read this text so many times, but this time when I read it, God played it out almost like a movie before me. And I could really see some things that I'd never seen before. So I'm going to add a little shade to this so you can understand it from the perspective that I saw. Jesus walks up to his disciples, happy and giddy and excited to announce to them that God the Father, because remember, he didn't do anything unless his father told him to do it, has allowed me to take a few of you into the presence of the glory of the kingdom of God. I believe he didn't do it with a frown. I believe he was excited. You ever had something you wanted to share with somebody? You ever had a movie that was so funny you was going to watch it again? Come on in there, watch this with me, right? You, you, you wanted to share it with somebody, right? Something, some food. Girl, you're going to love this restaurant, right? And you didn't order nothing new. You ordered what you had already ordered. And you got that. You told them what to order. Girl, order this. It's going to be so good, right? You ever had something you wanted to share with somebody? Jesus wanted to share his experience with a few of his disciples. And he had gotten clearance to do it. It was his will for them to have this experience that they was going to have. He said, there's some of you that stand here. I see him with a smile. We shall not take, taste death until they've seen the kingdom of God come with power. And so six days later, Jesus picked him, picked the people. He wanted to come with him. Peter, James, and John. He said, y'all come with me. Jesus, where are we going? Now, don't worry about it. It's going to be a surprise. Come with me and y'all get ready to see something. And he's taking them up this mountain. Now, y'all, it's his will to bless them. Yes or no? It's his will to share this with them. Yeah? He's taking them up the mountain, and they go to a spot. And they say, all right, Jesus, we're here. What's going on? You know Peter was talking because he's always talking. What, 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 what we do now, Jesus? Hey, just calm down. It's going to happen in a minute. Somebody say Amen. And after six days, he took them up. He led them into the high mountain apartment himself. And then he said, y'all, get ready. Three, two, one. He starts transfiguring in front of them. His clothes became shiny, sparkling, exceeding white, as no bleach or laundry on earth could make them white. And there appeared unto them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Now, that was the experience. I want to tell you this. There are things God wants you to have that you don't have. There are relationships he wants you in that you're not in yet. There are experiences he wants you to have that you haven't experienced yet. There are blessings and prosperity that he has for you that you haven't experienced yet. And many of you, let me tell you what happens Many of you will get in the beginning stages of what God wants for your life. <laughs> Have you ever felt like this is it? <laughs> I, I, I want to get in your head. You ever felt like this was it? Like this is this is what I've been waiting for. This 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 gonna be my big break. This thing, man, my life is getting ready to turn around. How many of y'all ever had that that feeling? My life is getting ready to turn around for the better. Y'all, this is it. This is it. 
and, and you, you knew, you knew in your spirit, you, you knew in your mind that something was telling you that this is it, this is good. This, what is happening is good. And then, as quickly as it came, it left. Anybody? Anybody? Now, let me tell you what we say to that, Tamisa. Well, it must not have been meant for me. Yeah. We say like, we say stuff like, stupid stuff that don't make no sense. Everything happened for a reason. Yeah, but what's the reason? No. Everything happened for a reason. Yeah, of course. Right. I got a bullet in my foot. Everything happened for a reason. Well, it was probably because I was holding the gun down and I pulled the trigger. That's the reason. No, everything happens for a reason. That's true. But what's the reason? And we never learn from those moments. I submit to you today that you're, you weren't deceived and it wasn't a part of your imagination that you weren't just imagining that that, stuff, that good stuff was happening. I submit to you today that the blessing may have started, but you stopped the blessing. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, Jesus. I know of women. Y'all know I wrote the book, Waiting Day to Maiden, right? I know of women, y'all, and I'm telling you now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes closed, but I'm going to just tell you now, like, like y'all, when you get in that 45, 50 range now, you know what I'm saying? Now, you can be picky if you want to. Come on, somebody. I know people got their want ass and what they want and all that stuff, but y'all, can, can, can we... You know what I'm saying? Even when you buy houses, sometimes you look for a fixer up. Can it be can it be fixed up? <laughs> is, this, is this something I can work with? Come on, son. You haven't needed a car so bad, you say, Well, we I can bondo this side. Hello? With some spray black spray paint paint right over there. They can be good. like sometimes you gotta work with it. Y'all, I've seen this. I've seen it. It's happened in my church. It's happened in some other churches we affiliate with. Y'all, where a man, good man, good man come through. Interested. And not her, 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 and her, but her, you. Yeah. He's a Christian. He loved the Lord. He got a job. He not on drugs. I mean, I ain't got nothing, but it looks all right to me. <laughs> 45, 50, 52, he ain't my type. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> when last time somebody even asked you out? It's been six years, seven years. Last time somebody was even interested in you? Oh, uh, last time brother approached me was in uh, Kroger's in 2005. Okay, so you've been praying. Come on, somebody. You've been praying for somebody now. And you don't just take anybody but y'all. We done check some boxes. Hello? But he missed the front too. Y'all, you can, come on, somebody. 50, 60, anyway. Listen, you can go get some teeth. You be the one go buy the man some tea and then bring in front of your girlfriend's like, where you find him? Well, he didn't have no, you can't tell him. He didn't have no tea, but I bought him some tea. Now, look. <laughs> Marry that brother. Get you a prenup. If you don't act right, you get your tea back. But it's a fix. Y'all, come on, somebody. Sometimes God is sending something. And you so throw it off. You so over in left field. And it stops. Please don't stop. We stopping the blessing. Y'all, it's not the fact that God's not blessing us so many times. Why did Peter speak? He was afraid. So many times. I was watching a movie last night. It was a romantic movie, whatever. 
and and dude's a good man, and you know he was a widow, and she was a he was divorced, or whatever, uh, and and she was a divorce or a, a widower, or whatever, and she finally met somebody, and they was clicking and clicking and clicking, and he was like, hey, so you love me? I love you. Let's go. And she, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That fear. Is my heart going to be broke again? Are you going to be the same as the other dude? He, he was nice, winding down me, then he beat my brains out. Yeah? Fear will stop your blessing. That's point number one. Fear will stop your blessing. Y'all, there's so many times when, when you are right at the door of a great blessing. It, it, it might have looked risky. It might have it looked like, uh, no, I don't know, I don't know. Hello? Sometimes it'll be presented to you like even on a job situation. I've had to talk people through this. You know, a job situation that, well, it was, ten, you know, it's $10 less an hour. It's $5 less an hour. Yet, you're getting ready to go through training, right? And they talking about you in management, right? And what's the top of that? Well, that's $80,000. What's the top of where you are now? I can't move from where I am. Might that be God trying to bless you? I'm in a situation now, we're hiring some people and stuff, and backdoor talking is, well, the pay was this, but I looked at their resume, we're going to pay them this. Hello? If they'll just come in at this. Hello? But you can't tell them people that, because then they can go back to HR, and if it don't work out, say, well, they told me I was going to get paid that. Sometimes you got to walk through that door. Come on, somebody. On that lower level. Because God can really bless you to be on the highest level ever. How does God how does God bless us? With opportunities. With opportunities. There's an opportunity. When he handpicked Peter, James, and John, that was an opportunity. Do you understand what I'm saying? There was an opportunity to see something and be around something that nobody else had been or seen ever before. So now, Elijah and Moses is talking to Jesus. What are they talking about? Now, I submit to you, you've got one great author in the bunch. I mean, Peter, he wrote the book of 1st and 2nd Peter. But John, John is in that group. He writes everything down. So John, who wrote the book of St. John, he also wrote the book of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and he wrote the whole book of Revelation. How many of y'all know he's a good writer? Amen. He's up there, and he is watching Jesus and Moses and Elijah talk. Now, I don't think Jesus wanted them to be up there and experience this and not hear what they were saying. If it was going to be secret, why would he even bring them up there? So we don't get to hear or know what Elijah and Moses was talking about because somebody stopped the blessing in progress. Impulsivity. Here comes Peter. You got to love Peter. All right? Let's go to verse 5, guys. Mark verse 5. Verse, I mean, 9 verse 5. All right? So there appeared... Elijah Moses, and Peter answered. He started talking. Master, it is good for us to be here. Now, when he said that, that was okay because that's Thanksgiving and appreciation. And we know Thanksgiving is the seed for what? But when he overstepped was when he started talking about let us make, who are you talking about? He's speaking for James and John, right? So let us make a tabernacle and let's make it the equal tabernacles for Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Now, the tabernacle was a place of worship, yeah? So he's saying, let's worship Moses and Elijah. Hello? Keep going. For he did not know what to say, for he was afraid. Keep going. Now, this is what happened. There's a corrective cloud. God comes. 
and he puts an end to it because he don't want nobody worshiped but Jesus. Now let's go back, y'all. If Peter keeps his mouth closed, maybe we get to hear, maybe we get six chapters in one of John's books about what Moses and Elijah was talking to Jesus about. But we don't get to hear that because Peter stopped the blessing with his comments. Number one, don't let fear move you. And number two, when the blessing starts, if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. <laughs> Hello? Because what you say can stop God. The power of life and death are in, is in the tongue. The Bible says that. Proverbs wrote. Proverbs 22, right? The power of life and death is in the what? Tongue. So what you say does mean something. People say, well, I was just thinking out loud. Don't think out loud. That's what thinking is for. It's for quiet. You don't think out loud, you think inside. Choose your words wisely because what you say, come on somebody, it means something. People are in there, I sell my soul to the devil to get a million dollars. Hey, he'll, he'll set that up for you. You don't send no mess like that. It's some things. Come on, somebody. Now, you won't even say Candyman five times in the mirror because you watch the, the movie. Candyman, Candyman, all that stuff. You won't even say that five times, but you say all kind of other stuff. Everybody say, watch your mouth. And especially when things are going good. Even people in the world say, don't jinx me, right? You start saying stuff, don't jinx me. Because they feel like if you say something good, you're going to jinx them. But y'all, if you don't know what to say when the blessings start, don't say anything. Because as the cops say in the Miranda rights, Right? You have the right to remain. Anything you can be what? Can be used against you. And y'all, in the spirit world, it's what we say. We don't think what we say matters. But it does. Nobody ever going to want to marry me. I got three kids. Did you say that? And then you're mad at God because won't nobody date you. But is that what you said, though? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. My relationships never work out. Girl, they cute. He like you. What you think? Yeah, we went out. But my stuff don't never usually work out. It was going good until you said that. Right? Watch what you say. What you say can stop an entire experience that God wants you to have. Y'all, I've been in situations so many times with people. Sometimes it'd be a hostile situation or something is escalating, and I'll say, hey, don't, don't, don't say that. Hello? You, you try, you try, don't, don't, no, 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 don't say, don't say that. Because what you say can affect you. Somebody say Amen. I believe what Peter said out of fear. So fear will, 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 will push you to say stuff. You believe in God for something? You've been praying? You go for the house? Yeah? You go look at the house? You like the house? Your wife like the house? Put a contract on the house? They said they was going to get back with you tomorrow. They didn't get back with you. You call them. Say, yeah, somebody get back with you by Wednesday. By Wednesday, I don't call you. God working on your behalf. <laughs> they ain't called you the Friday. You call them. They say, yeah, we still working on it. You getting more fearful. And fear is going to push you to say something. That's all the devil trying to do. He's trying to push you to say something. Hello? And if you say, yeah, we probably didn't get it. It's taking them too long. 
<laughs> we got any cups in the back? I want you to fill one half, about, about three-fourths to the top, and bring me an empty cup. I want to show you how this works, y'all, in the spirit realm. In the spirit realm, God is wanting to do something. In the spirit realm, God has already begun doing something. Right? And the blessing is going to come. If you'll be quiet. Sometimes good things are happening. You ever heard somebody say, everything's going too good? You ever heard somebody say that? I'm just waiting. Oh, God. I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. It, it, it can't be this good. Some of y'all in relationships, y'all are getting in a relationship, man treating you too good. He must be too good to be true. What did you say? What if it's just true? And we feel, irregardless of what we say, if it's real, if it's true, it's still going to work out anyway. But no, you can stop what God is doing by what you start saying. Because you are a speaking spirit made in the image of God. Everything that was ever created, it was created by what? The word of God. When we speak, we are created. And when Peter spoke, he created a breach in the anointing. He created a breach in the Holy Spirit. He created a breach in the atmosphere. What was going on? What God wanted to do? What God wanted to pour out? Y'all, I've been in services. I've been preaching for 35 years. I've been in services where God was moving. You saw him moving. He wanted to move, but somebody in authority, a preacher, he thought it was getting too radical. Over in the Baptist church where I came from, if the spirit was getting too high and they ain't like what was going on, some old preacher came out and said, yeah. 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 They call it calming it down. God might have wanted to heal 10 people that night. Everything stopped because of what somebody said. I want you to understand that your words matter. Everybody say, my words matter. My words matter. So when God begins to bless you, here's the thing. We got to cooperate with God with our words. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw this last night as I was, thank you, as I was doing this example. And you praying for something, whatever it is. How many of y'all want God to bless you? We say that. We pray for God to bless us. Right? Now, I'm going to tell you, the Bible says we don't look at the things which are seen because the things which are seen are temporary. We look at the things which are not seen for the things which are not seen are eternal. So whenever you pray, you're praying to, praying to a, God as a spirit. God is invisible. God has agents. He calls them angels, right? So whenever you pray, the angels and activity, spiritual activity that you can't see, that begins to happen. Yeah? So let's use the house example again. You're going for the house. You're believing for the house. You and your wife sold for the house. Y'all giving. They held hands doing the offering exhortation. You believe, ask the pastor, hey, pray we're going to get this house. We're going to get this house. All of that, right? We're believing for this house. You put the contract down on the house. Right? <laughs> and you put your earnest money and now your credit, you know his name totally right, you know you don't totally have the down to payment, all that stuff but that's in the natural, but you prayed to God, yeah. let me tell you what happened and so the angels start start working and, 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 and this is the activity and it's going, it's going it's going but you ain't heard by Friday told you they were going to call Friday passed. I was going into the weekend. It's Saturday. Somebody, your mama said, I thought y'all was getting the house. And you said, we ain't heard from them. And, and, and see, you see, you're almost there. 
You're almost there. Monday they're going to call you. Yeah, we probably didn't get it. How, how far were you? Huh? Mm -mm. We, we probably didn't get it. The angels were like, oh, dang. Oh, well. <laughs> we start back over. We start back over. We start back over. See, see, he was blessing until the blocking came. He was blessing until there was an interruption. Your words, your words, your words can change the outcome. I know many people don't believe this, but I've seen it over and over. I've seen it over and over. Uh, I've seen it in the natural. <laughs> Can I tell a story, an embarrassing one about you, 16? <laughs> Ten years away from that, right? You're 25 now. Just graduated college. I've seen it. So back when he was 16 in high school, ah, I got to end this. So we'll come back to this next week. How many of y'all want to hear some more of this? When I was 16, when he was 16 in high school, the biggest thing to have was an iPhone. Get you an iPhone. Now, in our house, we had rules, you know, couldn't get an iPhone until you was a certain age, blah, blah, blah. So it was getting ready to be Christmas. I, I can remember this like yesterday. And we were driving not far from here. We were on Uvalde. Uh, we had turned off Uvalde on the Wallaceville. At the corner of Wallaceville and the Beltway is the AT&T store. Well, we have our phones this day. We go there to get our phone service. So I was getting ready to take him to the AT&T store. So I'm the father. It's my will to bless him. It's my will to bless him. Yeah? So I know where I'm going. He doesn't know where we're going. He's 16. And uh, he brought his grades up and he made A's and B's or something. And I was like, man, I was really proud of him. And I said, okay. So before he had a phone and he had violated some of the rules with some girl or something, and um, so my thing was, I'm going to go over the rules again as we go to the store, make sure he understands the rules now so I can buy him the iPhone 5 or whatever it was, 4 back in the day. So I said, hey, bro, now, Let's go over the rules again for the cell phone. If you ever get a cell phone, you got to do this and this. All right? Now, the blessing is on its way. We're en route to the blessing, my sister. Tanisha, I want you to hear this. We on the way to blessing. I got the money to pay for it. It's my will. I want to bless them. Yeah? But we're driving. And I ask, just like this, Cassie. I say, now, son, now, you know if, we get, if I ever get your phone, right? what the rules are. Yeah, so tell me what the rules are again. Dad, I'm just tired of you asking me the rules. Like, I mean, I know the rules. Why you keep saying the same stuff, bringing up old stuff? <laughs> now, who think I went to the AT&T store? <laughs> I kept on driving. Passed AT&T and hopped on Beltway 8 and went north. We went home. We went home. He interrupted the blessing by what he said. That's not the only interruption, but can we just stop right there and pick up next week? Y'all, watch what you're saying. It's not going to happen just because God wants it to happen. It can happen. He wants it to happen. You can be in the middle of it happening for you and say the wrong stuff and it stops. Please don't stop the blessing. It's God's will to bless you. He's a good God. The fact that you don't have all the stuff you need right now, it ain't God's fault. He been trying to bless you. But that thing, I'm going to tell you something else as we close this out. Come on, I'm going to tell you something else as we close this out, y'all. Y'all, the other thing was, you know, he, Peter not only affected it, 
for, I mean, it didn't seem like Jesus was worried because it seemed like Jesus talked to Moses and Elijah whenever he wanted to. But y'all, guess who else missed out? James and John. So Peter started speaking up for everybody in the group. We let us be, hey, bro, I would have spoke up. Hey, hey, now he ain't talking to me, Jesus. He ain't talking for me. Peter can go. We're going to be quiet and see the rest of this. Don't let somebody speak for you. You ever had somebody try to speak for you? Tell the boss, now we having a problem. First of all, boss, man, I'm not having the problem. Let's make that clear. No, us in the department. No, me in the department, I'm fine. My name is Benny. I'm not in it. Hello, don't try to bring me into your stuff. And sometimes we let other people speak over our stuff. And we got we to gotta let people know, no, you can't say that over me. I counsel that in the name of Jesus. Y'all probably ain't going to get it no way. No, mama, we got it. We already got it in the name of Jesus. We counsel that. Somebody say amen. Don't let other people words mess your stuff up. Is this good? Please don't stop Because somebody stopping. Somebody blocking. Is it you? Is it somebody around you? Hello? Hello? It could be somebody around you now. Hello? Had so many women come up. Want to be blessed, want to be prayed for, this and that. Where did knowledge come? I ain't never met him before in my life, Blaine. Yeah, God do, he do want to bless you with that business. You living with your boyfriend, though? Quiet in the room. Yeah, we can let other people block our stuff. What was God saying? No, I want to bless you, but you got some blockage. Yeah, and that joker ain't worth a quarter, a, a nickel, or a dime. Yeah, yeah, move away from there, Jed, come on. Come on, Jed, move away from there, and I'm going to bless you. Quiet in the building. That's facts. F-A-X, facts, as the young people say. That's facts. Don't let other people stop your stuff. And you know what? There was a couple recently that was doing that, and and y'all, they got that stuff right. That girl moved out. She didn't lose that dude. That dude came to church, gave his life to Christ. Hello? Now they in premarital counseling. Hello? Get ready to get married. Because one person say, you know what? I love you, but I'm not going to let you stop my blessing. Now they both getting ready to get blessed. But fear. What if I lose him? What if you don't? What if that's all he needed to get his life on the right track? Hello, every head bowed, every eye closed.